0: That challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp.
1: I'm Zach Smith Michaels. And I'm Stephen Mitch. <laughs>
0: <Gosh>. <laughs> and tonight we're watching the Snyder Cut and asking, why no cuts? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's very punchy, it's good.
0: Zach, can you give us a little bit of a timeline for like everything that, you know, happened kind of leading up to the Snyder Cut, please? Okay. <laughs>
1: After the success of The Dark Knight Rises, DC was interested in doing a movie about Superman. They hired Zack Snyder to come on and direct the film, making sure that it would link in with other characters in case they wanted to spin this off into a franchise. After the success of Man of Steel, they decided they were going to keep going, and they cast Ben Affleck as Batman and announced Batman v Superman, the sequel to Man of Steel. Kind of. This film introduced more members of the Justice League, and we finally got to see them in their full fruition in 2017. However. The studio had been pressing on Zack for a while. Their biggest thing, keep this under two hours and lighten the tone. Due to a family tragedy, Zack Snyder left halfway through production and they brought on Joss Whedon, the bright and colorful, happy filmmaker. And we got 2017's Justice League, which even though people were on it, I think we can all agree it was a bit of a mess. After this movie was released, immediately people started saying, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut, while other people, like me, said there isn't one. In 2020, we were all proven wrong when they announced that there would be one. And that's what we're here to talk about now.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. I just want to say, it's bonkers to me. We're getting like Black Adam, Suicide Squad, and we're still talking about a movie from 2017. That's how big a deal this is. Yeah.
0: I think one of the, this is a unique situation. I think it's safe oh. to say. You know, this isn't just like someone made a bad movie and we wanted a better version. Yeah. You know, uh, rumors started spreading about this movie. You know, there was lots of um, chit chat about studio kind of meddling and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what was going on with Zack Snyder. And Joss Whedon, what was, you know, what do we attribute to him? What was, Mm. you know, what was Snyder's original pieces? And I feel like just because there were so many moving parts in this like original thing, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we've gotten, you know, this outcry, if you will, from, from fans
2: Fans have made noise before.
0: This is different, though.
2: And that's a really good point because like the the articles you read online about this are very much like, this is a whole brand new chapter when it comes to fandoms and their impact on movies. I'm like, fans have been doing this since. You ever heard the story about um, uh, when Sir Arthur uh, Conan Doyle wrote um, Sherlock's Death? And everyone canceled their magazine subscriptions. They're like, I, I, I hate this. This is the yeah. worst. This has been going on for hundreds of years. Wow. But it's the volume mm-hmm. and the power the fans have now that's different, right? Because it's like the biggest tentpole imaginable, right? Because it's not just like a four-quadrant movie anymore. This is like China. It's like hundreds of millions of people are like getting involved, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. give us what we want. And they have to cater to that because it's hundreds of nations now. Like, it's a big amount of people. Anyway, right. it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah.
0: So what did you guys think of the new cut? We all watched it.
1: So at the beginning, I, I was like, okay, it looks cool. And we were watching it you know together and there was a lot of oh there's a lot of exposition but you know it's it's written better (laughs) or like the shots look better but then once the movie was over I was like the 2017 version was the spark notes version of this and the characterization isn't as good but at the end of the day I was like it's still a four-hour movie that for me was primarily pretty boring and like Sure, maybe the writing was better, but it was just filled with exposition and a lot of slow-mo and weird soundtrack choices. So it's kind of like, yeah, for those few good moments that we got, cool. But overall, is it something I'm going to want to watch again? Probably not. Am I happy that, you know, Zack Snyder got to see his vision fully realized? Sure, but that doesn't make it a good movie, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, if if you cut the, the slow mo and the slow musical montages out of this movie, it probably would be about two hours and 15 minutes, if we're, <laughs> if we're being honest.
1: <laughs> if you would cut out like the weird epilogue stuff, too.
2: Every uh, Wonder Woman, hey, hey. Oh, I'm like, if we cut that out, <laughs> yeah. this might be a two hour movie. Yeah. Mr. Snyder.
0: <laughs> so I remember when I first saw the 2017 version uh-huh. and Zach, you were giving it rave reviews in the office and it was, <laughs> it was something with, that I had high expectations for. Now I'm, that was at the time I realized that since then you don't care for and it. And honestly, my view of it has taken a downturn also. I think I, I did we
2: all have that experience. I, I think like
0: I, everyone, I, I did it like, like it.
1: I, I went and saw okay. it on I went and saw it on Halloween night. I was in a good mood. Hey, whatever. Well, the other thing, too, is like I think we all knew so much about behind the scenes. So it was easy for like, that scene was messy for me to be like, oh, I know there was drama behind the scenes. Or like, this scene didn't work. Like, I know there was drama behind the scenes. Like, his upper lip looks looks weird. I know there was drama (laughs) behind the scenes. But then like the second time, it was almost like, no, I don't care about that. I, as a paying fan, shouldn't have to like... Make you should have to make excuses for a Justice League movie. I think the point right, the right, point
0: right. is everyone's opinion of the movie has gone down over yeah. time. I think well, it maybe. I want to
2: add one more thing to that, and that's like remember how bad Batman vs Superman was. Like we, so to me, this felt comparatively like oh, this is almost good maybe right. well because that's a good point batman v superman Rolling was so aggressively bad yeah. so i was like oh this is okay you know and by the way as far as the context of snyder's you know p- being pushed out by warner brothers and by you know the circumstances of him leaving um i think we forget that he'd made man of steel also didn't like crush Critically, right, right. So he'd made two kind of so-so
1: mm-hmm. baddish movies, and if you want to like, call on Watchmen too, well, and yeah. he's made a lot more bad movies. Right. Well, because like, I'm saying Watchmen punch. is also There's a DC property, of, so uh, um, like some yeah, the execs must have, you know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, and I think like if you also put in the context of like Marvel was just crushing it. Yeah. And Batman versus Superman was just like such a slog. So yeah, mm. I get why they were like, can you make this a little more fun? Yeah, but, it's the but, Flash. You but know? also
1: in retrospect, I'll say like, when I'm looking at 2017 Justice League versus Batman v Superman, I got to say like, at least Batman v Superman swings. Like, you know what I mean? At least, like, it's not good. At least they're, they're going for it. Like, I have more respect for a movie where like, you can tell Snyder's doing what he loves rather than like this Justice League movie like, Okay, like, will, will this make you all happy? Like, okay, fine, take. Enjoy. Well, you've heard the
2: expression, like, uh, a camel is a horse made by committee, right? Like, that's obviously what's going on here. Like, this, it feels like Old Testament, New Testament to me, where, like, Mm. Zack Snyder's Old Testament bloody God, and then, like, New Testament Joss Whedon, like, as Aquaman on a skateboard drinking a whiskey. He's like, hey, what's up, dudes? So, (laughs) it's very, very different movies trying to coexist. Yeah, just to circle
0: back, though, I think my point was that I, I spent more time um enjoying myself in this sure. new cut than I did in the twenty seventeen version. I think my yeah. my opinion of the twenty seventeen version had gone, had taken just a dive. So honestly, anything was gonna maybe was gonna seem better to me almost. Yeah. You know, like I
2: yeah
0: I did enjoy there was, you know, there was enjoyment for me yeah. during yeah. this cut.
2: Well for me, it is objectively better well let me rephrase objectively subjectively i can't get into that but it (laughs) seems to be much better but it's like you said it's also four hours right so like it's like if we were on master chef junior and they're like hey make me the best hamburger and then a kid like made a steak i'm like well it's different it's not a movie anymore (laughs) it's not a movie i think it's not a movie four hours isn't a movie i know we say
0: that but i think that's that's my big thing is the runtime it's four hours long that's a big deal it's not a movie um you know, it has other problems, obviously, but I think the big thing is it's just super long. Yeah.
1: But I will say, not <clears throat> in to avoid slam dunking on it too hard, there were a few things that I really liked. I really liked Cyborg oh, and his yeah. characterization. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I hated Barry Allen in the 2017 one. I thought he was actually quite good here. The two, yeah. For me, spoilers the two best scenes in the movie happen in the fight scene, and the one is when. Um, barry Barry. breaks his rule at the end and you know breaks you know i thought that scene was incredible and later when cyborg you know comes face to face with his own death and his friends like you can join me and he's like i'm not Mm. broken i'm not broken yeah i'm like that's an incredible incredible scene but it's I mean, that's maybe 15 minutes in four hours of, like, people talking. Like, on the same tone, like, when Cyborg said, like, it's a long story. And Aquaman's like, well, we got time. I was like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Don't don't do not To me, the list could go on and on for what's better in this
2: version. Like, Wonder Woman's fight choreography was way better. Victor is active instead of passive. He's the heart of the team now. They cut all Joss Whedon's, like, just Whedon's jokes were actually they a were, problem for me. They're yeah, a big yeah. problem. They're the brunch bit, um, the flash <sighs> falling on Wonder Woman's uh, mm-hmm. you know, Brazier. Uh, these were <laughs> these were giant problems. Uh so I do think um I do think it's a much better movie. I mean, it, it just but again, the big problem for me. I is will say, like, like as I watch four hours?
0: As the scene started to tick off, um I think one thing i was noticing was he was really this time able to thread um the needle with some of these scenes i mean the the, the best way i can put it is stuff started to make sense yes.
2: um yeah
0: in fact i would love to know how he was able to put himself in that frame of reference for this film um i, I mean there was just a handful of times i was like oh now you know now i understand you know like yeah. um the scenes were just fleshed out uh, the characters were fleshed out. There was more like beats that um, made the characters feel real and fully realized. And um, just little, just like little moments uh, that made a scene work. Whereas like before, you know, it may have been like, I, I am thinking about like the, um, on the mascara when Steppenwolf yes. comes there. Yes. That was it's, a big one for me. It's, yeah. yeah, it's whatever. But the battle seemed so much more gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the- You see
2: what they lose yeah. along right. the way. They have to sacrifice this like temple and yeah. they have to sacrifice all these warriors. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you see it happening. You're like, oh, plus you, to me at least, if I hadn't seen the movie, I thought I would think maybe they can win. Like It sure, seemed like- right. They had a chance where in the other one, it was just like,
0: it was it's, much it's more not. evenly matched this time. Yeah. And the loss was, was felt by, right. at least by me, I think
2: was show him your fear. We, we have no fear in the other version because that really hit me this time. I don't, it wasn't, I don't know why. yeah, that was, that was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it shows their value. It's, it mm-hmm. was a, it was a cool scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think one thing, another thing that happened here was the um, the look of the movie is completely different. the The lighting it's 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 significantly there were different some to significant me. Significant
2: changes like the final battle, getting rid of the red sky. Was I, think, huge I think I think I'm
0: talking coloring. Also, I'm like yeah. even going coloring, a little yeah. a little I gotta more. Say
2: though, it still feels too desaturated to me. That's me Snyder's too. visual style that's that's well, his thing. But when I you just,
1: heard uh, like this sorry, like I, I like the pretentious movies. I do. But when Snyder was like talking about the four by three and then he went and said like, yeah, well, you know, on. the original, the actual vision is for this to be in black and white. I'm like, stop, yeah. stop it. I know. I know. What's no, no. It? I think,
0: I think a lot of the the Joss Whedon coloring that was a, kind of attributed to him. I don't know how much, you know, say he had any of that, but, um, I've just been looking at, Kind of still frames from um, both movies kind of side by side. And one of them is like a lot more bright and colorful, warm colors versus like almost like a a Nolan um, stillness to the to the coloring, Mm -hmm. which I thought was much more pleasing um, to look at. I think there was also significant leaps forward in the CGI. I think there was there was there was big misses. With 2017, yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. and you guys are probably sick of hearing me talk about this, but no more fuzzy-lipped Superman. I think Ooh. I think it was it was a it was distracting, like on yeah. a large yeah. scale. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, they, cut quote the, they cut the Superman in this part. movie.
1: Not impressed.
0: Well, <laughs> well, not a not a not his best line. Not his best line ever. I I, I liked it. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, uh, all right. Well, all right. Yeah.
1: Hey, not his best, but I was just like, well, I, I couldn't. I would
2: just love for Superman, um, for once in these movies, to feel like heroic and optimistic, yeah. and not like and Star Spangled. Sure. Yeah, yeah, a little. I mean, he doesn't have to be Captain America, but he doesn't also doesn't have to be like a smarmy jerk. Or right. like well, not impressed.
1: I will say though, <laughs> what I like about the Justice League in this movie is like. You know, and I don't want to compare it to the Avengers too much, but, you know, I think that kind of you can look at the Avengers and be like, all right, this is a team up movie that was successful and worked in the Avengers movies. I feel like they're all relegated to like, you go punch him really well. You go punch them really well. You punch them really well. Whereas this was like, all right, Cyborg, you got the mother boxes, Barry, you got that. Like, there was more like you see the team like, oh, okay, it's not just like we need more people for punching. It's like every like member has a job on the team, which, like, growing up watching the Justice League TV show, that was always what I liked, that, you know, like... Yeah, the Green Lantern and Batman aren't, you know, going to go like fist fight people together. They're doing different things, and that's why they kind of need each other. So I liked that they got into that in in this movie.
2: Sure, I do sometimes find some of those sequences to be a little tedious. Like, uh, we have got to get the mother box to do this, and like I'm barely following along at this point. (laughs) But um, I did want to say I think the the fight choreography was significantly better throughout the movie, especially at the end. Mm -hmm. Like we saw more group. Mm Matchups, Like, if you remember, like, in the 2017, it's just, like, someone fights Steppenwolf and loses, someone fights Steppenwolf and loses, Superman beats them. Where, like, this time, you saw them, like, working together as a team. Even when they kill him at the end, I'm like, that was kind of a group fatality moment. Mm -hmm. So, those kind of pictures feel lifted from the comics for me in some ways, you know. And it's just more... That's what I come to see. I want to see them work together. So I, I definitely agree that the camaraderie is there yeah. um, a lot more in this. How
0: would you guys feel about the addition of Dark Side?
2: I thought it was a huge improvement. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to like it. When we were watching it, I was like, is this going to be a hat on a hat? Like too many things. But what it ends up doing is it makes Steppenwolf's arc memorable and like I get him now I'm like oh you betrayed Darkseid and yeah. you have this goal of getting home um and there's a bigger I i don't want to compare it to Mar- Marvel either but it's like there's a bigger Thanos like threat for this universe Darkseid is a big deal mm-hmm. plus his whole like arc early on of like Zeus and uh Ares and Artemis and the Green Lanterns like fighting Uh, dark side back in the day on earth kind of shows you like oh humanity and earth can beat him we just need the right group of people to reform so it kind of gave it this parallel like structure that worked for me where before when they would say things like uh I thought Except the Age of the Age Heroes of would, never would never rise again. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are we
0: talking about the Age of
2: Heroes? So th- that whole additional scene, first of all, it was freaking awesome. Like, I mm. thought the action was awesome. Yeah. Um, And it's cool to see, like, also, like, the Atlanteans and, you know, the Amazons, like, all those people working together. I'm like, oh, this is what Leonidas. DC... A- Leonidas, it makes DC very distinct from Marvel to me. So I love that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, what were we talking about? We were saying, we love that with the mother boxes. They're like, all right, Atlanteans, you are putting it in your most sacred temple. And the mascara, like, "You, it is guarded day and night in the most sacred temple. And then humans <laughs> the digging th- in the dirt, putting in the ground. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> like three feet, too. You'll yeah. like, uh, never find it here. Yet.
0: That scene in particular, I really enjoy this time. I love it. It was. It was, like, very obscure and um, vague in the, first, in the first edition of this movie, and I felt like it did help tie things together, yeah. at least for me.
2: Yeah, the but- anti-life equation gives Darkseid a reason to come back later if they were to continue.
1: Again, to dip back into the negative, when I think about this movie, though, I don't, I'm not thinking about any of that, realistically. Like, I'm thinking about a sesame seed— falling off a hamburger bun in slow motion. I'm thinking about like people remember. standing around talking. You That's know what the, I mean? Like the
0: hot dog scene, right? Oh, yeah. the
2: hot dog. You yeah, like, be I'm thinking specific, more
1: like I'm th- I'm <laughs> thinking about the people standing around talking because they're like, they might release this in IMAX and I was like, yeah, some of those scenes might look cool, but like do I want to like watch them like sit around the Batcave and like have discussions? Like no. I think my thing with that
2: is a lot of the added exposition felt yeah. very for the fans. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. very like Oh, we're giving you this thing for the comic and that thing mm-hmm. from the comic. And I think for an average moviegoer, it maybe wouldn't be that big a deal. A lot of there are a lot of things like that. Like even the Martian Manhunter scene.
0: Oh, like where gosh. I have to watch
2: Lois and them talk for like four minutes for just the reveal that Martian Manhunter's in this. I'm like, this is for the fans mm-hmm. and no one else. And it Nobody didn't cares. need to be in here. Yeah, it yeah, didn't. Well, need the to be entire
1: here. epilogue, like the extra the stuff with like Lex starting like with his like, well, I'm gonna start my own league. And then the stuff with Joker and Batman, I was like, "Nah, no." It's
2: it's just more of Batman being super. When, uh, two people dropped f bombs in this. Victor and uh, Batman. I'm like, mm-hmm. are these heroes? I'm like, I, you can curse and be good, but like, it was
1: just like, I, I'm gonna f and kill you. And I'm like, mm-hmm.
0: I gotta tell you though <laughs> that intrigued me the dream sequence whatever like as a scene maybe it wasn't great but it really kind of piqued my interest for where the universe could go from here well Uh, i
2: do love the weird parallel timeline kind of stuff from the the comic source material i do really dig it and i gotta say barry them adding the idea of him running back in time in this movie yeah. mm-hmm. actually justifies the multiple timeline thing in a way that felt like I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You can do that. You know, mm-hmm. cause it well, literally also, changed the past
0: that, the, you know, there was that scene in Batman V Superman with the flash who comes to, you know, and it just, it made no sense at all. No sense at all in Batman V Superman. And clearly That's they right. were, they were planting seeds or something, you Sesame know, seeds. they were, they were hoping to build this thing out and there would be some type of callback, but you know, we, we get none of that. And at least now there is some hint of what it could have meant, you know, right. like I think, well, I don't think it justifies that all by itself, but I think it just makes things a little more interesting. You know, I think it makes things blend together a little better. Um, it just, it just is a much more complete picture, I think, than 2017 version, you know, yeah, for sure. um, for sure. that's, yeah, that's my main thing. Well, kind of going from here and the idea of this, um, group of fans kind of shouting out from, you know, from their, their homes, their computers, and this outcry, you know, what, what implications, what precedence does the Snyder cut set? You know, what are we going to start seeing now? Or what do you, what, what are your biggest fears?
1: I mean, I, I made a joke about it when we were pitching and I was like, well, now we're going to get, you know, people with release the Johnson cut of rise of Skywalker and stuff. And like immediately when people like release the David Ayer cut of suicide squad, release the, this release. the. It's like, you guys are now like assuming that every studio made movie, that there's like a good version trying to get out. And I mean, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar.
2: Yeah. I also want to say though, this isn't new, right? Right. Like, Sure. Ridley Scott's Blade Runner, Richard mm-hmm. Donard's Superman 2, you know, uh, there's just so many instances of director's cuts being demanded mm-hmm. throughout film history. It's not totally new, right? right? I just think the type of fandoms, that's what's new. That's what's well, distinct.
1: I want to tread carefully here, but like, this is also a very violent fandom. Like, Reviewers were getting death threats when yes. Batman v Superman out came out. The director of Suicide Squad at the premiere of Suicide Squad said F Marvel on stage. Like, this is... Th- these are huh. some murky waters here. So, you know, and you, there are stories about people receiving death threats, like, from the studio. And a guy got bullied off of Twitter who was one of the executives. So it's kind of like... I mean, yeah, on the one hand, like, I I think it's it is kind of cool on the one hand that fans rallied for an artist to get to fulfill their vision and that the artist loved the project so much that they actually came back and did it. But on the other hand, there's this side of like, hey, bullying works as well. And like, I, I don't know, that makes me sick a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you even think about like retconning and redesigns like Michael Myers, Sonic, Ghostbusters, right? Like fans do have a lot of sway right now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a sign of the times for filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And outrage right now, because of social media, is its own currency. Um, and that is a little bit frightening to me. Of like, there are tens of millions of people with Twitter accounts who can just get on and they know how to weaponize that and mm-hmm. get what they want. Um it's not it's not that I think it's bad. I agree with you, Zach. Like I think it's probably in this instance for the best that he got right. to make the movie he wanted to make. I think yeah. this is a good thing that happened. Right. But probably even a little bit
1: therapeutic for him too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you know the circumstances of yeah. how he left. It, it's a good thing. But at the same time, yeah, I I do worry that, you know, we're gonna um just fans are always emboldened. So I don't wanna be like, no, now they're really gonna be. Um, but I just think the, the amount of power they enjoy now over studios maybe might might be a dangerous thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I even worry about, like, <laughs> do, do people understand, like, how movies are, are made now? Because, you know, I, I've seen, like, I've said a few times, like, movie didn't need to be four hours. And I've seen people, like, but they had to to introduce all the characters. And I'm, like, going through movies in my head, like, Ocean's 11, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Like all these there are there have been movies made that aren't 4 hours that have yeah. a lot of characters that are good.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and it it does maybe frustrate me a little bit where like it's it's just like we're we're giving directors so much like give the auteur their their due we're like i don't i know our perception of studios is really negative right now i get that that's where we're at culturally but they have a job and they have a function and i there are a lot of people at the studios who love movies and that's why they got into this Mm -hmm. they they have a function in the movie making industry to rein in Artists tend to give the best thing possible. Maybe not artistically all the time. Sometimes it's the best thing possible for the bottom line. But it's just like it's it's like if we created a culture that's like writers are the best, but we don't want editors. Like that's just weird to me. Right, that right. there's a mm-hmm. role they all play a part. Mm-hmm. Right. They all well, play I, a part.
1: If this ends up sounding like nonsense, I hopefully what I'm saying can be tracked. But I think about you know like <laughs> I think about Endgame, and it's kind of like. Well, the reason why you got to have those big moments and why it all felt cohesive at the end, you know, you look at some of Marvel's choices, like firing Edgar Wright from Ant-Man and things like that, where you're like, they weren't looking for auteurs. So it's kind of like, did you love Endgame? Like, yeah, it's the second highest grossing movie of all time. So, you know, you're not going to get to see that again if you have more auteurs coming in and directing these franchise movies. So it's kind of like, are you going to are you going to be cool with that like for me i'm like yeah sure i want to see more filmmaker driven movies but then you're not going to get that big like payoff at like the end of your franchise or whatever so i just think fans need to realize that like if this is what you're asking for that's that's just going to be what ends up happening you're going to have movies that are totally inconsistent and that can't play well with each other
0: i don't want to be an alarmist but no. i really feel like though this this is something you know, the, the outcry from the fans in this instance resulted in, you know, millions of dollars and hundreds of hours um, being poured into a project that was already expensive. And, you know, I, I really feel like um, this is this is confirmation or affirmation to fans that you do have power. And I really feel like we are starting to see you know, a a democratization of um, studios in Hollywood kind of just in general.
2: Yeah. I don't like populism. I'm going to say it. (laughs) I'm I'm an elitist. I want, I want qualified professionals making the stuff. And I don't like when, you know, the, the audience gets to dictate the way things are made artistically. I heard a, uh, I heard a a comparison.
0: I heard a comparison that I, that I don't like, but, um, so, someone was saying, "Well, you wouldn't have told uh, Picasso what to paint." You know, I, I think there's this idea um, that Dewey
2: Finn n- said that in School of Rock. Would you tell Picasso to sell his guitars? That's you know. what you're thinking of, Brandon. I got gotcha. you.
0: I don't. Well, okay, maybe that's true. I I did <laughs> kidding, just I'm read kidding. it with something else. It was attached I'm to kidding. something else. I'm
1: totally kidding. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I believe you that it was in School of Rock, but. Um, <laughs> I'm saying there are, there are other things dancing around right now where it's, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of let the artists be the artists, let you know, the movie makers make their movies, you know, we'll stay out of it. I think, I think it, you know, there's no accounting for taste in this situation. And, um, if you don't like the movie, you can, you are allowed to go see something else. You know, I I don't think.
1: That's what I want to say too, is like, we're talking about like fans, you have power and it's like you you know fans it was a pretty big power play when you didn't show up for justice league like when you didn't show up and see that movie like after that you saw we saw they they kind of went on with um aquaman and Shazam which a lot of people really like aquaman not for me i really like Shazam i think it's a fun movie that i yeah. enjoy watching and like the suicide squad i'm so excited looks great um the batman so excited it looks yeah, it looks that great looks awesome you yeah. know like i'm really excited about a lot of stuff dc's doing and i feel like when we didn't show up to justice league that was uh, you know us like be, you know kind of showing what we're capable of and being powerful and like i hate to say it like this but like hit the studio where it hurts with, with these movies like don't mm. if they're not good or if you don't want to support them then don't and that's you know and we see that that gets that gets things done like how how many years did it take for them to release the Snyder cut how fast did it take them to course correct what they were doing with DC after Justice League failed?
2: I think a lot of fans are going to feel like Snyder Cut was a victory. Yeah. Which is yeah. sort of a weird thing.
1: Yeah. I'll sing louder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. I think my my big thing too, and I'm not trying to negatively stereotype people in fandoms, but like no. it's closer to an obsession than a pastime uh, yeah. for a lot of these groups, right? Like Trekkies, Huvians, Potterheads, like there's this sense of ownership that these fans feel over the content. And that to me is a little frustrating. Like that it's like their own little religion. Like if you remember when it was like the Snyder cut got, they're like, Hey, it's happening. It was like the second coming of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. was announced. Like it was just such a big deal to people. And I'm like, I'm excited, I guess. But like, (laughs) this is a movie at the end of the day. And I think just the, the zeal of the fandoms is a little bit, um, maybe off putting for me, uh, the other thing, too, like if you think about Star Wars, right? Like you think about like Ryan Johnson, right? Yeah. It's the reaction isn't coming from like, these are my intellectual problems with, you know, what was done, um, you know, artistically and from a craft perspective on this movie. It's more about this emotional pathos, like, you've disrespected the franchise. Uh, It's not that the movie's, like, done something bad. It's that it's done something wrong. You know what I mean with that distinction? Like, you've deviated from what's come before. It's not just inconsistent, but it's betraying the source material. And by proxy, you have betrayed me because I give money and I love this source material. And that, to me, is maybe a little bit unhealthy. Like, again, I'm really not trying to, like, be on my high horse with fandoms. I love Doctor Who and I love Star Trek, right? And I like Mm -hmm. I like some of the superhero stuff, but like I just think we have to loosen our grip a little bit and realize it's nothing personal. They're trying to appease hundreds of millions of viewers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not easy.
1: Yeah. Take some of this energy and go vote,
2: people. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) a little
0: bit yeah yeah i I do feel like though we are seeing a breakdown in some of these institutions that we are very familiar with very used to um a lot of chatter right now about um maybe the death of the american cinema i mean we're 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 seeing lots of releases go straight to streaming Mm -hmm. um we're we're just You know, Disney Plus and Warner Brothers has their deal with HBO Max, which is how we got the Snyder cut. Um, Do you feel like there's a world where this trajectory can continue to um, kind of take off and the the cinema can stay in place? Or do you feel like one's going to end up eating the other?
2: I think in the short term, at least the next decade or so. Obviously, they can coexist. Like, Netflix had been around for, you know, a decade or so, and movie theaters didn't just go away overnight.
0: Mm-hmm. But I, Netflix like ate this, Blockbuster. I mean, that's another institution that mm-hmm. that it took yeah. down.
2: Yeah, for sure. But I, I think it's just different with a movie theater. Sure. Right? Like but I, mean, I, I think movie theaters are on the ropes. I'm not saying they're not. Yeah. But it's Netflix and Blockbuster were in direct competition, where movie theaters don't offer the same thing home streaming offer. It's it's a little bit of a different thing. Yeah. I do want to say that with the Snyder cut, that to me represents how they can coexist because fans got what they want. Right. And Warner brothers got to take their money. Right. You know, like it's, it's it's a perfect marriage. It's like, I found a new way to milk all these customers with my new streaming service. Uh, And you're welcome. You like it. Right. So it
1: it works out for them. I think, When I think about this question, I always, you know, get nervous because I I mean, I love going to the movies when there's not a pandemic going on. I go like three times a week. Like I live super close to the movie theater, like that AMC rewards program. Like I, I love, I love going to movies. So I always get nervous, but then I realize, like, well, there will always be a movie theater for like people like me, you know, the people like me who Mm want to go see the boring indies that are like really cheap to make, like. I feel like there will always be a place for us in that way. But, you know, I think that I, I don't want to say movies are becoming TV because that's just inherently not true. But I think there is a lot of, you know, like staying home and having your friends come over and we're all going to sit in the living room together, like in our jammies and be cozy and watch. You know, I mean, this,
0: I love that. So yeah, no, it, I, it, it sounds, sounds fantastic like. to me. Just,
1: and it's comfortable <laughs> for me, you know, like, let's put on a flannel and go to the theater. So I think that, you right? Know, and especially with the, you know, with the pandemic, I think there was a lot of, you know, people like, this is actually kind of nice, you know, mm-hmm. people who hadn't really well, done a all lot this of fresh streaming.
0: content, you yeah. know, we, the theaters are closed, but we're still getting like great content, great content. Yeah. you know, and I personally like it. It made things sit just a little easier. Uh, yeah. so, some of the fantastic shows that we're still able to release, you know, um, over the past year and even the early parts of 2021, some of the um, great movies that we've gotten, like it just, it just made things that maybe I was upset about just go down a little easier. You know, it, it helped pass the time.
1: Yeah, and I'll say I, Brandon, like you're a dad too. So there's a lot of your can't go to the movies all the time, right. and I noticed this year you were watching more new stuff, so I think mm-hmm. for parents also there's a level of you know I can watch new things, like I can be like caught up in the cultural zeitgeist, so to speak, so i I just think that it's it's convenient and mm-hmm. it's comfortable, and you know again like it it makes me sad a little bit, but then I remember like, oh, it's sad, well, you know, well, my you know weird a twenty four movies aren't. <laughs> going anywhere there will always be like well that's what i mean
2: by it's different they're different markets right like streaming may have killed cds but it didn't kill vinyl right they're different markets Mm -hmm. it's different you know so i think netflix is gonna exist and you know disney plus is gonna exist right But theaters will exist for those big, you know, you want to go to a movie to see it kind of of things as well. And they can exist in harmony. I
0: absolutely miss going to the movie theater. Mm -hmm. I I really miss it. I think I made it once or twice before things kind of shut down last March. And um, yeah, like I- Godzilla v.
2: Kong? Are you kidding me? If I could see that in a theater- Mm-hmm. on the big screen and IMAX. the only it's way. Be, I them. Yeah, it's like, like with be a big. big I mean, Think of popcorn. Oh. Yeah.
0: I was thinking like I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. I I yeah. need to see the second Top. um Top Gun in Top in Gun. a theater. Yeah. I need to do that for myself. Um mm-hmm. that's the one, you know. There's the new James Bond and stuff coming out, but that's the one that I like I have to be in a theater. I cannot I'm not going to allow myself to to uh I'm not going to cheat myself out of an experience like that.
1: Yeah. Right. For me for me the theater is is a little bit more like I'm going to get to share this experience with someone mm-hmm. without yeah. you know, them being on their phone the entire time. <laughs> like like realistically, yeah. like that's a big thing like without you know, their laptop be... flipped
0: open open Exa- or Exactly.
1: Yeah. And like yeah. you know, now that I've I've rented, you know, a private theater here a few times, like it's just been it's been nice to like you know, go away and into a safe, socially distant area for right now. But still, like, the theater for me is just a magical, wonderful, beautiful place where, like, I can reconnect with my childhood and my adulthood meets up. And it's like, you know, such a lovely experience. And, you know, I get that that's not everybody's experience. I dare say that's not most people's experience. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, you know, what do we go to art for? So, you know, I think that it'll continue to exist in both mediums. Just, you know.
2: Can I be a little romantic? Yeah. What I just heard you say is like a movie theater is sort of a state of mind in some respects. It is mm-hmm. an attitude. It is a posture yeah. Right. of this is how I want to engage with the movie. Yeah. So, um, so and I, watched- I think as long as there are movie fans out there, there will be theaters of a type, right? Like I, yeah. I hope we don't lose physical buildings, but. I think if people want to get together and congregate to watch a movie, they're going to find a way to do it. Yeah. I Mitch, could
1: you please when I watched, like Ch- Chicago the Trial 7 or Trial of the Chicago uh-huh. 7 and like I'm thinking of ending things at home. I was like, man, this is one I would like this is the one that I would see in the theaters and be like, "Yes, that that was a good one. I saw a great movie in the theater."
0: Mitch, could you please uh, follow me around and, and paint all of my <laughs> rhetoric that beautifully, please? Because Aww. it comes out of my mouth, and I'm just like, good heavens, you, sh- you could address that up a little bit. <laughs>
1: creative writing degree is working for Mitch. <laughs>
0: shut things down here. Um, I wanted to just circle back to the DCEU just for a minute. Um, Warner Brothers said no more. They're done. Um, we all know that uh, the the uh, that the, the, the dollar speaks, you know, if they if they see a, a financial opportunity, um, there's nothing that's going to keep them from doing that. Where do you see kind of just kind of based on some of the ending scenes that we saw and some of the post credit stuff? Where did you where do you see the DCEU going from here? Is it all like one offs like um, Matt? What's his face is uh, Batman? Yeah, Matt Reeves', Reeves is Batman or is it like are they going to try to get, are they going to keep stumbling along with this franchise you know missing a wheel and uh two flat tires like what what is what is happening now
1: I had a moment watching the Justice League movie and I was like I don't in this format which it would be impossible I know right up front it would be impossible but I was like this format with like a 40 minute a week like formula I was like, if they want, if they did like a TV show with this like iteration of Justice League, maybe someone who can you know tell a tighter story in a shorter time frame. Because I was like, honestly, people were loving the idea of like there's chapters and you know it's broken down in yeah. different like portions. I saw a lot of people liked it. For me, I was like, just tell the story. I like the idea. Yeah.
0: That
2: these aren't
1: chapters. Brandon and I talked about that the it's, other night. Yeah. They, it doesn't cut out. Just,
2: that that yeah, so just, just put
0: up title cards. Yeah, just put. If chapters. you want to take a break,
1: here's here's <laughs> yeah. the time to do that. Yeah. So I that's I had true. A moment, I was just like. I was like, if you did an episodic, like, multi-season something with this Justice League, then you could do all the weird, like, parallel yeah. universe and parallel timeline stuff and things like that. And I think, like, honestly, they just learned that streaming is really working for them. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, moving forward, like, yeah, give me the James Gunn and the Matt Reeves and, you know, all, the, all this stuff. But if you want to keep going with the Snydery stuff, like you have an audience that loves it and loves it on streaming. There's money to be made here. here. There's money to be made here.
2: I think that's the question, though, is where do they see the most money to be made? Because like Mm -hmm. famously with Marvel, when they, you know, started making those movies and Iron Man uh, was the first one only because it tested well for toys. Right. Mm -hmm. When they did focus groups, they asked kids, Mm -hmm. hey, who's the coolest looking hero? Because they wanted to sell stuff. Um, And then the movies ended (laughs) up being successful and making a lot of money. I do wonder with DC and with Warner Brothers, where do they see the money coming in? Because, I mean, famously, Justice League bombed. But there is, you know, it lost money. Um, But there is maybe money to be made. But I I really want to see how things shake out because the reshoots and stuff were expensive on this. So. I just don't know how streaming works too, very, very, with a lot of detail on like how they make money off mm-hmm. of it. You know, like I, I just don't. So, yeah, I, I think the studio is going to have to make a decision based on where's the long term trajectory for this going. Does that make sense? Cause just mm-hmm. because they might be able to squeeze a couple good movies out of Snyder doesn't mean that's setting them up for the best use of these characters in the long term. Sure. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. I'm, yeah, and I'm I'm going to say, too, like, I would just, if I were DC, I would remember, like, you have the characters, you yeah. know, to, to do anything with, because, and I was thinking about this a lot, Mitch, kind of what you were saying, growing up, I loved the Justice League TV show, and, like, Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, like, yeah. all these superheroes, I knew them. I, I'm going to name three characters I didn't care about when I was reading comics as a kid. Iron Man, yep. Thor, and Captain <laughs> yep. America. I didn't right? care about them. I can name three more. Hawkeye, Doctor Strange, like, you, you know, like all these characters I didn't care about. I didn't about. care about anything Marvel except for, like, Spider-Man, I sure. guess. X-Men. You know, and, X-Men was and, my X-Men thing. X-Men yeah. was cool. But,
0: yeah. yeah. But X-Men so, and so Spider-Man was, was it, though. Way cooler.
1: So, yeah, I'm yeah like, for sure. You have, it's kind of like when you go to a kid's, when you go to a, when you were little and you would go to, like, your richer friend's house and they'd be complaining about, I I don't have this. You, you have all the toys. Uh, <laughs> like you
2: have all of the toys. Play right. with them. <laughs> well, right. I got a little bit sad when I found out that Henry Cavill is done with Superman. Yeah. Like they're not going to let him continue doing it because I think he is such a good. It seems like he could be a really good Superman yeah. with the right source material. But then I thought to myself, I mean, like I get it though because it's such a valuable property there is I get why they're like let's just reboot let's just start over and let's yeah. get you know let's get the right people mm. behind it I understand from a financial perspective not an artistic perspective but a yeah. financial perspective why they would do that now I understand yeah. that decision more with Spider-Man too right it's like this may not be the the most cogent artistic choice um, but there's money on the table and we're gonna figure out a way to get it you know oh, man. yeah yeah <laughs> What a bleak thing to say on <laughs> that. <then too>. Uh, <laughs>
1: boo, boo Capitalism doo, doo,
2: drives doo. everything, huh? <laughs> doo, 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 doo. Well, thanks
0: for <laughs> thanks for chatting, guys. I mean, this was a this was a fun little project that we that we kicked off <laughs> kind first of time last minute. About an, you know, a
1: new movie. <laughs> In a it's long time. it's the, yeah. really
0: really one of the only times we've done something current, you know, a, a current event, if you will. So it was fun. You know, I enjoyed it. Watching this with you guys and, you know, exploring some of the other DCEU pieces of this messy, yeah, messy know, puzzle. What's your
2: preference, audience? This current stuff or all the president's men and my cousin Vinny? <laughs> well, you <laughs> got to let
1: us know. <laughs> can
0: I, can That's I what we really though? love. That's our. I
1: love my cousin Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say, I'll say also like, you know. If, uh, if we said something and you disagree with us, like, remember, yeah. we're fans too. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's a yes, sense. We right. We're not I coming from a place content. of any moral authority. We just that's right. spent money on microphones. That's the only difference between them. <laughs> that's right.
2: Yeah. Very much true. Very much true. Yep.